0: The only way you get 20% off is to go to com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash ETM. Go to com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off.
1: not everything in your life being selfish and just for yourself Um, but at the same time it does come down to this budgeting problem right giving is these two hard problems how much money can i afford to give and then who do i give the money to
0: welcome back to everyone's talking money i am your host shauna game and on this show We're going to dive into the messy feelings around money. We're also going to talk about the practical how-tos to help you be able to stress less about money and start living your version of a good life. If you're new here, I am an actual money expert and carefully curate episodes on all different topics because I believe money touches all aspects of life. So we need to talk about it, including today's episode. How often have you told yourself, self? I should be giving more money to more needy people. Yes, I really should, only to follow up that with, well, another month went by and I didn't give anything. Now I feel bad about myself. Look, let me let you off the hook here. The idea of giving and that your life shouldn't be selfish is pretty universal. I think we can all agree that we feel some sort of moral obligation to give our money to help other people in need. But as our guest, Adam Nash, CEO and co-founder of Daffy, A new fintech platform focused on charitable giving said in the opening, there are two problems that we all face. How do I build giving into my budget and who do I actually give the money to? This paradox has an official term, the generosity gap, which says there is this big gap between people who want to give to charity, but you know, life just gets in the way, so you end up not giving. Well, this episode is for you if you've put give more to the causes that are important to me in 2024 on your to-do list. Adam and I talk about how you can create regular charitable contributions with ease, how to connect to organizations you actually want to give to, and some clever ways charitable giving can help you at tax time. Before we get into the episode, I want to ask for your help. One of the best ways to keep this show growing, an independent podcast like Everyone's Talking Money, is for you to share the episodes with your friends, family, co-workers, anybody on the street who will listen. So I'm going to do a little giveaway if you send me a picture at hello at everyone's talking money.com of you and your fellow friend that you have shared an episode with by March 1st, you're going to be entered to win a hundred dollar Amex gift card. I'm going to give away three hundred dollar Amex gift cards. So all you need to do is take a picture of yourself and your friend and that episode that you shared and send me a picture at hello at everyone's talking money. All right, let's get into the episode. I love having conversations, probably as much as you do, about charitable giving because, you know, I think most people think they can't make a difference unless they're giving a ton of money, and that's something we're going to really dive into today in our conversation, and I talk about this idea of, of giving in general, but I pulled some, some interesting stats off your website I wanted to just talk about it. when it comes to charitable giving. You say that Americans they have a reason to be proud. In 2020, we gave over 471 billion dollars to charity, with over 334 billion coming from individuals. That's a lot of money, and this bra- breathtaking level of generosity. Um, let me start that over. You say this is a, a breathtaking level of generosity, but you also say there is something in the US called this generosity gap, right? So this difference between people who want to be generous to help less fortunate or causes that they really care about, uh, but we're all busy and life gets in the way. And so we don't end up giving or we don't know who to give to and all these things we're gonna talk about. Tell me a little bit about this, this idea of this generosity gap. Has this um, you know widened over time or is this something that's always been prevalent?
1: Yeah, as far as I can tell, uh, it's, it's always been around. Um, we just haven't really thought about it or quantified it before. I mean, I appreciate you going to the site. Um, we've tried to put a lot of information up on daffy.org to help people who are thinking about how to improve their giving and be more generous. That's why we built the platform that we built. Um, but you're right. Actually, Americans are even more generous. I mean, those numbers from 2020, the numbers for 2022 just came out recently, and it looks like Americans actually increased their giving to almost $500 billion that year, wow. 499.3. <laughs> and I think it is a common misperception that, that, that people think that this is all about wealthy individuals. I think that's a little bit of the sensationalism in the press. They love talking about celebrities and billionaires and what they're doing. And it ignores the fact that actually about 60 million American households give to charity every year. But as big as those numbers are, and I'm excited, I, I think that proves that, that a lot of people out there, millions of people are, are very generous and generous on a regular basis. Uh, but yeah, the generosity gap counterintuitively says that as generous as that is, as big as that number is, we can do more. And the, mm-hmm. the crazy thing about it is it's not just that we can do more. Our research suggests that people want to do more. The generosity gap is based on the research that says, similar to things like retirement savings and and college savings, et cetera, where if you set a goal, you pre-commit to a certain amount of savings and you automate it, we know that people save more for retirement or they save more for college. It turns out that applies to giving also, right? If you set a goal for your giving and you automated that commitment, people on average give about 32% more. And so as big as that number is, that over $300 billion a year that individuals give to charity, uh, it could be $100 billion more if all we did was set up systems for us to be as generous as we want to be, if we're just intentional about our giving. And so the entire idea behind Daffy and, and the organization and the, and the app we built is just to help people be intentional about their giving the same way they are intentional about their other financial goals.
0: I think that's a really interesting point. And I, I guess I haven't thought about charitable giving quite that way about creating this system and, and this automatic way of, of giving money just like you would for uh, any other money goals, let alone retirement savings or investing. But I think that really shows right. That, that money is it's emotional. I talk about that all the time on the show. And if you have the choice of, should I take X amount of dollars and donate it even if I'm really passionate about donating to that cause or take X amount of dollars and maybe do something else with it or go out to eat or you know if I have a a decision process in in that that train of thinking human nature right we're wired to probably make the choice that that isn't necessarily the the one that aligns with what we want to do in our heart but just like feels really good in the moment
1: well yeah that's right and um I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I teach a class on personal finance at, at Stanford University. Last seven years, it's been a wonderful class. Um, but we open, actually, the first lecture is about behavioral finance, about all the ways that people are emotional with money, how they make decisions. And it turns out we don't always make decisions based on the facts and numbers. We, we do make them based on feelings and, and different biases we have. And so actually, a lot of the origin story for Daffy right, which is, you know, the donor advised fund for you, the the entire organization was based on this insight that, wow, in the last 10 to 15 years, we've seen this real revolution, all these great new fintech apps that help people spend better, save better, invest better, right? I was a CEO of Wealthfront for a number of years. I was on the board of a company called Acorns that helps people save. Um, But with all that energy, why not apply those same lessons, those same insights to giving, And then interestingly, the more I dug into it, the more I discovered that there is real research that, you know, that goes back years that actually argues the same thing, that the way we give, it's another financial decision we make. Um, In some ways, it's a very meaningful one, right? Most people don't consider giving just about allocating money. It has to do with how they want to live their lives, how they want to raise their children. It's about not everything in your life being selfish and just for yourself. Um, But at the same time, it does come down to this budgeting problem, right? Giving is these two hard problems. How much money can I afford to give? And then who do I give the money to? And and what we saw is there's so many platforms that try to help people with that second problem. But where are the apps and services to help people with that first problem of just the basic idea of putting some money aside proactively for charity, for giving? Um, But yes, I, I think that you will recognize it. Easily from other financial advice um, that goes through, right? Like if you have a financial goal, if there's something important to you, make it intentional. Figure it out. Set up a system to do it so the important things in your life are taken care of. At Daffy, we just do that for giving for the charities and organizations that people care about and support.
0: Have you seen a, a drop off or a decline? I mean, you just you just gave the numbers, and you know, it's a staggering amount that that people have given in in 2020. Your numbers were 2023, right? Or 2022?
1: 2022.
0: 2022, yeah. right. Okay. Um, I, I have you seen any impact, though, uh, of COVID and inflation and kind of this crazy economy that we've been in, you know, the last four years where people are pulling back a little bit from giving? Or is it, it doesn't matter what what kind of economic condition we're in, people are still really committed to, to giving?
1: Well, I think it's a good question. And, you know, Daffy, you know, it's a new organization, right? We've only been out a little over two years. Um, and we saw an incredible year in 2023. Um, you know, we we saw about our first year, um, we saw about 20 million in contributions on our platform. And last year was over 100 million, actually over 105 million. Um and more importantly we saw the real benefits of a platform like ours where you put money aside i mean this is like all budgeting tasks if you do it on a one-off someone asks you you give you write a check you don't write a check that tends to be in the moment and i don't know what's going on in the moment people maybe there was a big grocery bill this week uh, maybe the car <laughs> needed a repair there's all these things that happen but the advantage of a system like daffy is when you put money aside for charity, it's there. It's available when you want to support those organizations and they need it. And more importantly, I think people want it to be there. It, it feels bad to not be able to support the organizations and groups and causes that you actually believe in. Um, so I think the aggregate numbers are you know, flat. They, they, they might be up or down a little bit. I don't think it's as a huge, meaningful difference. Um, but we see a huge advantage in people treating this just like any other financial goal that they have. And more importantly, having the stability and and, and kind of the money available when they need it to support the organizations. I mean, we did a fundraiser last fall with our new campaigns feature um, to try and raise money to feed hundreds of thousands of families across the Bay Area, right? And we saw an incredible participation there. Lots of people coming in and supporting and, and whatever the amount, it doesn't take that amount, that much money actually to make a difference for one family, for one person who needs it. And so I think that when times are tough, it also turns out that more people need help. And I think that we're all attuned to that. I, I think that actually raises the priority for us so that even though things might be a little tighter for a lot of people, they also know it's tighter for others. I mean, a lot of giving comes from empathy. A lot of giving comes from this idea that no matter what's going on in your life, there are other people out there that have it harder, that have their own challenges and this need, this desire that we have to help. And so I think that what we try to focus on in Daffy is just helping people be more generous more often. That's literally our mission statement.
0: And I know, Adam, this may seem like a really obvious question. Everyone listening might be like, why are you, why are you asking this question, Shauna? But I think it's important to, to pause here because I think sometimes the obvious questions are, are overlooked. But you know, why, why is it important that we give? Like, Why does it matter that we build a certain amount of money into just our spending plan to support causes. Well,
1: I think listen, everyone comes from different traditions and and has a different opinion about these different things. But the idea of giving, the idea that your life shouldn't be completely selfish, is fairly universal, right? Actually, one of the great things about my my job today and 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 working at, at Daffy is that I just get to learn every day, every week, about different giving traditions and different cultures and different families, different parts of the country. And so I don't know that there's one answer to it, but a lot of the common answers I hear from people is one, this idea that actually giving makes you a better person because it separates you from your own trials and tribulations, what's going on. Everyone has it hard in some way. Their issues, life is hard. Um, but this idea that, you know, you're not alone in the world, that there's other people out there um, and just giving as a method of not being only focused on yourself. Um, a lot of parents and families want to raise their children with those lessons and and you probably know actions speak louder than words i mean one of the most popular features at daffy is our family plan where people actually add their siblings their parents their nieces and nephews their children onto their account so that they can make recommendations of who to give to and talk about it together as a family Um, we also hear a lot from people about this moral obligation Right, and once again, that depends on what tradition you were raised in, but a lot of people feel that actually this is something you are supposed to do. Um, and so, whatever the reason is, though, um, before we set out to build the product, you know, I, I you know, this idea, Alejandro, my co-founder, and I um, started talking about it in 2020. Uh, but before we wrote one line of code, one design, um, went out there and talked to people across the country about giving asked three different questions but it was really surprising what was the same and what was the different uh, different across all the people we talked to
0: Yeah I would love to know tell me a little bit about like what you asked to people and what were what were some of the you know, commonalities or or responses that you got to people about about giving and like what's getting in the way of them of them giving.
1: Yeah, it was really fascinating. And you, you know, my background one of my degrees is in human computer interaction. It's kind of design, right? How people work <laughs> with computers. That's fascinating. Yeah. And one of the things you learn in that process is to have a lot of humility that your opinion or your experience may not map to most everyone. There's an incredible amount of experience out there, and so one of the things you learn is just go out there and ask questions and talk to people, different backgrounds, different places. And so I went out, asked about 20 questions to several dozen people um, across the country. Um, But it started with three simple ones. The first question was how much do you think that people should give to charity every year? sounds so simple. I I
0: bet that one. Yeah. I bet that one had some really interesting (laughs) responses. Well,
1: unfortunately with that one, um, you always hope when you're going to design a new product that there's some common answer. Like not everyone will agree, but you, you get 80, 20, like you hope that right, like most right, people right. agree. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I, you ask 20 people that question you're lucky if you only get 20 answers is it's, it was a lot. And it's not even the same number. Some people think about it as percentages. Some people mm, think about it as absolute right, okay. dollars. Some people actually think about it's how well you did this year, right? Like, Oh, we have good years uh-huh. and bad years and the good years you give back You know, and so everyone has a different framework for this. And so unfortunately, not a lot of commonality there. The one thing, though, underlying it was that almost everyone I talked to thought that they're what you should give. There were very few Mm. people who thought that number should be zero. They just didn't agree on what that number should be. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, The second question I asked was, um, how much do you think you should give to charity every year? And what I was looking for there was just testing out a little bit do people think about this differently? Sometimes we have rules for everyone else, but we have different rules for ourselves. <laughs> and right. actually, by the way, with giving that applied, and maybe it's because they were talking to me and they wanted to sound good or accept And people reflect. But a lot of the answers that came back were as big or bigger, heard a lot from people that they felt like, well, actually, I know there's a lot of people out there not doing as well as I'm doing. So I feel like I should give more. Or that they're in a place in their life where they can and they remembered being in a place in their life where they couldn't and so they felt this obligation. so almost everyone universally give an answer that was as big or bigger for themselves than what they thought everyone else should do and, and by the way that's a huh. that's kind of a wonderful thing if you're you know kind of into humanity to kind of hear yeah that, um, setting a higher bar for yourself is not something that applies everywhere <laughs> um unfortunately <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um but really the magic for me was that the third question was when I asked, I thought it was simple. I had no idea that this was going to be a big big deal, but I asked them how much they actually gave to charity last year. And that's where the generosity gap insight really came from. Because almost to a T, no one had given as much as they thought they should. Did
0: you, did you follow that up with, with a, with a why, with a why question? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that, that's a surprise. I mean, that's what you're looking for. You ask these questions. It's like, if all you hear is what you already knew, well, (laughs) it's not that exciting as it turns out. Um, And so actually, it turned out there were a lot of different reasons that people didn't meet their own goals. Um, and they sound familiar. If you have a finance background, personal finance, um, financial advisor, that sort of thing, this will sound very familiar, which is it turns out life just gets in the way. Busier at work, busier with family, um, you know, sickness, other things, everything goes on. I mean, our lives are filled with work and, and, and kids and social life, and dozens of things. And it just turns out that giving wasn't prioritized on that list, it never felt urgent. And so almost to it, almost everyone ended up saying kind of with this regret of kind of what they had intended to do and, and and then kind of what actually happened. But that's why I got excited because that's that that means that there's a solution. We know how to do this. We know, by the way, how many people would save for retirement if it didn't actually just come out of their paycheck into a 401k mm-hmm. or they automated a withdrawal, right? Yeah, we all probably, know that.
0: yeah, not a lot.
1: Right. Like if you had to write that check, I mean, there's a yeah, reason why, by it. the way, yeah. IRS figured out this a long time ago. There's a reason why withholding <laughs> happens to pay taxes, right? right? Like it just automation <laughs> makes these things work. Um, and usually the advice I give people about goals that they care about, you know, saving for their, their children's college education or saving up to buy a house, right? Like set a goal, automate it a certain amount. Um, and so that got me excited because the more I talked to these people, the more I realized they just didn't have a system for it right? Some people have a budget, some people don't. But even the people who had a budget, where was it on the budget? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it was just amorphous, right? Like it would come out somehow of savings. And, and that disconnect, it was very clear that as I asked these questions, the level of importance giving had to people was much higher than a lot of other things that we spend money on and that we do. The reward people get out of it a lot more, I mean, some things we spend money, on, we have to, there's, there's definitely absolute needs that we need for ourselves, for our family, for our loved ones. But there's a lot of things that people spend money on that are because we want to, right? It's not sure, because we yeah. have to. And, um, and I think that for giving, giving is somewhere in between. I mean, for, for mm. people who have been raised to believe that morally they should be giving, etc., this is not just a, another expense. And you see this around a lot of goals, financial advisors talk to people and the good ones actually spend a lot of time talking about the emotions. What, what What do you want to like? Would you What would you regret if you didn't do? What do you feel obligated to do, etc. Now, sometimes those obligations are are imaginary we, we put them on ourselves and part of the talking through is realizing <laughs> you don't have to do that right right um but sometimes it's just a matter of prioritization we're saying if it's important to you be intentional about it and so a lot of what we've done at daffy has just made that easy and, and you recognize this in, in a heartbeat right you know and you know you get an apple watch or you, you use apple health or one of these apps for fitness and it's telling you how many steps you took per week um, it sets a goal, right? You know, maybe on weight, maybe on exercise, et cetera. And we, we built a lot of that. And we, we said, why can't this be fun, right? Why can't you set a giving goal? And why can't we celebrate? Show you how, how close you are on it. Make it easy to set up recurring donations to organizations you care about. Reward you with confetti. I mean, if, uh, <laughs> if stock trading platforms and crypto can reward you with confetti for buying right? or selling a stock, why can't we do that for giving? Shouldn't we celebrate? Like, not only are you doing something that's meaningful and worthwhile to you into an organization, but you're actually getting closer to your goal. And so a lot of what we built into the Daffy experience is just helping people have a system. And that's everything from finding organizations to give to, setting it up so you put some money aside every week or every month. Um, And then, of course, um, you know, we we talk a lot about the tax benefits and other benefits that you can get from, from giving to charity the right way. But for a lot of people, you know, what they like is having one place where they can see how much did I give to that organization last year, do it again. Um, it's tax time, all your donation receipts in one place. Don't have to worry about how many of us have to scramble around Gmail searches and you know, a (laughs) folder on your desk. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. It was, (laughs) that was very funny. It came up in the interviews too. It's amazing. Everyone has a different system for keeping track of their donation receipts. Um, and actually, there's a little bit of an age bias. There seems to be a certain age where, like me, um, you actually print out the receipts and keep them in a folder so that tax time you have them. And there's a certain age where you've worked out a Gmail search that you do every year
0: <laughs> to try <laughs> yeah, and find right? those
1: email receipts. But either way, um, people have a lot of anxiety about it. And so the, the benefit of just having an app, having a platform for it, is, is really tremendous.
0: Okay, friend, I want to know. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. Yeah, because it's hard to remember. Sometimes I know when I when I get to tax time and I'm looking for things, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even remember I donated there or, you know, I even had this account or whatever it might be. So. You know, I love the idea of just kind of taking it out of um, of you needing to remember something else in life, which is already already a lot. I, you know, we we talked a little bit about um, you know organizations and and how much people um, you know really want to give and and the gap that's happening. I'm also curious about you know, especially over the last few years, we've seen so many people I know in in my circle, maybe you have the same thing, have, you know, GoFundMes or or some version of that. And I think for a lot of listeners and a lot of people, there is this tug between, you know, somebody maybe in my friend's circle is, you know, needs a surgery or whatever, you know, some, some crazy life event happened and they have a GoFundMe. But I also have these other causes that I want to contribute with. And you know, it's almost like I, I, I don't know which way to go. Like, it both sort of feel like a moral obligation. I'm curious, like, in all of your research and just everything you know about charitable giving, are people getting stuck between those things, like those GoFundMes, um, you know, which are not obviously chari- true charitable giving, but a lot of people feel you- – even more of a moral obligation, especially if it's a, it's a friend or a family member to give money in that direction.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that tension always exists and, and it actually gets back to what I was just saying you know, and talking to people about giving um, is that we want to give. The reason that tension exists is not because of just the choice or trying to figure it out. It, it, it's because actually at some level you want to do both, but you're worried. Can you afford to do both? That's what I meant when I said, it's very clear that giving is two hard problems, not one, but two. How much can I afford to give? And then who do I give the money to? And all the options you talked about and more exist out there and are meaningful to people and all forms of giving. Um, that first problem, though, I think gets ignored, right? So that anxiety, one of the advantages of having an app like Daffy is you have this money put aside for charity, maybe. Maybe you've been putting in money every month. Maybe actually what happened is you had a good year, got a bonus or something came through and you decided to put a little aside for charity. Maybe actually you care about taxes and you, you're fortunate enough to have stock or other investments where actually there's huge benefits and you can actually donate stock. Accounts like Daffy, where a donor advised fund, um, you can contribute stock, ETFs, mutual funds, even crypto right and and then you never pay the capital gains taxes but whatever reason you've done you have put aside this money for charity that way when that when that trigger happens when you want to give you don't have to worry you don't have this anxiety about can i afford it it's there right this is the benefit right this is the benefit of budgeting sometimes this is the benefit of actually saving money for a goal is that you have it there and so i do think that's very important but I, I agree with you um I think this is symptomatic of the fact that we don't, in general, have a good system for giving. So we're all out there and then we get these requests and we feel that. We feel that motivation and we want to help um, in those different ways. And so I, I think this all goes back to the fact that most people do care about other people. And when those needs, whether it's a cause, an organization, or like you said, someone in your community or a local network maybe goes to your you know if you're religious maybe your church your synagogue etc someone needs help you want to help you want to give and i think it's really beneficial for people to have a system where they just admit that that's important to them and it doesn't have to be a big number most americans you know give a few hundred dollars a year away to a few charities some people a lot more of course um but really, it comes down to making sure that you just put that money aside. I mean, it's so funny. It's it's an incredibly old fashioned tradition to put money yeah. aside for charity, and in some ways, we, you know, some of the insight for me is I'm a parent of four. You know, all of my children went to a school where they they bring in spare change on Fridays, put it in a little bank, and then every quarter they vote on who to give it to, right? Which organization? We teach our kids I to love give. That
0: that's great.
1: But as adults, we don't have the same system. And so that's a lot of what I think most people should do.
0: Wow. I really like that. You know, I think, um, we've done a lot of episodes around kids and money and I, you know, my parents didn't do this when I, when I was a kid, you know, we, we went to church and they, they gave money there, but I didn't see, um, you know, like a collective family unit around giving and, and, and you know being able to have a a choice in like oh i think we should give money to x charity or i think this is an important cause like that wasn't part of my vocabulary and then i know when i became an adult it felt it, it was like hard to, for me even though morally i felt like I, I want to give money it just wasn't a part of you know my money story and my upbringing and so it felt i, I you know it just wasn't an easy transition and i love this idea of of having kids be able to make the decision so that when you get to be an adult, it's just, it's part of your, you know, financial habits. It's what, it's what you do.
1: Yeah. And there's all sorts of ways to teach about giving, right? Money is not the only way. In fact, if you talk to most organizations, yes, they need funding. So donations matter, but they actually need people, right? They, they need volunteers. They need board members. They need people to attend and and go to events Um, they need, um, all sorts of people to make their organization work. And that's a great opportunity as a parent, of course, with children, right? You can volunteer with them. Once again, actions speak louder than words, right? What they see you doing has a lot to do with what they think a responsible adult does, like what their ideal is for growing up. Um, But when it comes to money and giving, this is one of the reasons, like I said, Daffy was very important for us on our first anniversary. We rolled out this family plan. Um, to our knowledge, no other donor advised fund out there, the major ones, Fidelity, Schwab, Vanguard, has a family plan. Every tech product really? does, right? Like I, I have four children myself. And so the number of Amazon and iTunes requests I get is not small. <laughs> um, they figure that out really fast. Um, right. <laughs> but, you know, I, once again, it was like, well, why not use the same system for giving? So like with, with Daffy for Families, you add your I have all four of my children on. It's, it's wonderful when we give, you know, I actually had my, my 17 year old came to me, you know, we, one of the organizations we donate to uh, is the Monterey Bay Aquarium here. Um, just, it, it's a local thing, but very, love the yes. supports science education for the kids and does a wonderful things for the environment. Um, and we've given to it for a long time, but my, it turns out my children didn't know that because we made our, our regular donation to it. And because he was on Daffy, he saw that and said, wait, I didn't know that we, supported the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Like, when are we going next? We haven't been there. And like, it, it was a chance to talk to him about why we support it, why it was important to us, and also send the single like giving matters. And if Joseph or any of my other children, you know, um, decides that they have an organization they want to support, they can put in a request. And so it's not just Amazon requests or Apple requests I'm getting <laughs> it, you know, or Xbox. It, it's, it's also requests that says, hey, I think we should actually support this cause, this organization. It's it was really wonderful as a parent uh, to see, but I think everyone, I think everyone with—I shouldn't say everyone, but I, I think almost everyone with children wants to teach these types of lessons to them. But we need systems to do it, right? There's only so much you can just say in the car when you're driving <laughs> around, or, <laughs> right. or juggling things, or at, at family dinner, um, you know. And I think that with giving, um, you know, having something like Daffy is really important.
0: And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. From foreign policy, I'm Rena Ninan, the host of the Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women. Over the past few years, we've looked at how women around the world are changing societal norms to increase their economic power. This season, we're focusing completely on girls, how they're pushing for a brighter, more powerful future, and what the rest of us can do to set them up for success. Join us for stories about girl power, young women who are fighting for change, to give themselves a chance to live a life of their own choosing. That's season six of the Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women. Wherever you get your podcasts, we, we talked a little bit about about taxes. But you know, if, if somebody's listening and you know maybe this is the first year they're going to start giving, maybe this is a you know a new concept to, to them. Walk me through a little bit about the tax benefits with giving.
1: Yeah, and, and listen, the tax benefits are not the most important thing with giving to most of the people we've talked to, but it is important in that it, it lets people, it frees people up to think that they can give more, right? Because it, they, they, this extra benefit. So it is, it does matter. And it turns out there are really two amazing benefits to a donor advised fund like, like Daffy, which is basically, a tax-free account, a tax-advantaged account for giving. Kind of like a 401k is tax-advantaged for retirement or an IRA or maybe a 529 plan for college savings. A donor-advised fund, or sometimes called a DAF, is just a tax-advantaged account for giving. Um, but the two tax benefits are, are significant. One, uh, of course, the charitable deduction is an incredibly valuable deduction. Right, When you donate, um, you get up to 60%. Of your adjusted gross income, you you can deduct, and that's income taxes tend to be the highest. So that's that's actually a really valuable deduction, um, and you can do it every year, um, very scalable, etc. And the great thing is, when you put money into a donor advised fund like Daffy, you get that deduction when you put the money in, right? Oh, and yeah, that money is nice. invested tax free, and so it grows over time. And so whenever you are inspired to give or it's time to give to an organization you support that money is there and working for you to give uh, tax free. The second benefit, though, which I I think some folks in in your audience may uh, be interested in is, you know, the wealthy do know a few things about this. And it turns out one of the things that they learned a long time ago is there's a second tax benefit, which is that instead of donating cash, if you donate appreciated investments, stocks that have gone up, mutual funds, ETFs, crypto, anything that has a long-term capital gain, when you donate those investments, not only do you get the charitable deduction for the value it is today, not what you paid for it, but also you never pay the capital gains tax, right? So if you were fortunate enough to buy a Vanguard index fund 10 years ago, and the market is up almost three times since then, right? Whatever amount of money, you were going to give to your church or your school or whatever organization you support, um, if you give them the investment, like the stock or the mutual fund, instead of giving them cash, it is a huge financial win. Now, the problem is there's over one and a half million charities in the US. There's a huge number. And only a few thousand of them can take stock or mutual funds or crypto.
0: Oh, okay. But if you use a
1: service like Daffy, we can take the stock and we support all of those organizations. Um, In fact, some of our earliest donations were people just doing that, right? They wanted to support their organization. That organization would not take Bitcoin. It would not take stock, would not take a mutual fund. And they said, oh, I get it. I give you the stock for the mutual fund and the crypto and you get the cash to the organization that I care about. And I hate to say that it's that simple, but it really is. And so this basic idea that if you have investments, long-term investments with gains, you know, putting aside some of that every year for giving, and then having that cash available, and and the bonus, of course, is invested tax-free, right? It can be in. in it, we have over a dozen portfolios for people to pick from. Um, it really is a smart financial move if you're the type of person mm. who gives regularly.
0: Okay. Wow. I mean, that's really. I I didn't realize that few charities, you know, t- took. Funds like that, or crypto, or, or or Bitcoin, um, that's really fascinating. I love that because it it brings that accessibility piece, right, to to giving, which is sort of your whole your whole mission. I know you're really working there to to change, obviously, the model around giving and change this generosity gap. I'm curious what you think the future of giving looks like. Do we just continue down this trajectory where more and more people give? Do you think? Giving is going to look different in a couple of years. Just curious what, what you think is going to happen. I think it
1: is. I, I think it's going to continue to evolve. Um, one is you have to know that I'm somewhat of a technology optimist, as it turns out. And I, <laughs> I don't think we've solved all the problems or built all the great products that we're going to build. I, I think there's a lot that we can do to help people not just give the way they give now, but inspire them and enable them to be more generous. I mean, that's literally what Daffy is, is all about. But also I think that, you know, you mentioned some of these things on the internet, you know, campaigns, et cetera. I think, you know, a lot of our big innovations at Daffy have been taking products and services that we are using elsewhere in our lives and actually bringing them into this space to hopefully close that generosity gap. And so, for example, the new feature we rolled out um, last fall in November was the ability for anyone with a Daffy account to run a matching campaign right, uh, for any organization, up to six, that you want to support. Um, and it may sound simple, but it, it turns out that most online campaigns don't let you do things like match, don't let you do things like support multiple organizations. But it's a wonderful way to kind of take advantage of the internet and your social networks. I don't care whether you're using Facebook or, or Twitter or if you're Instagram, like whatever you're using, email lists, whatever it is, um, it turns out that, you know, we realized that a lot of people, yes, they could make a donation to the organization, but it felt even better to run a campaign, right? You could give thousand dollars to a food bank, or you could go out there and say, hey, I'm matching thousand dollars. And usually we associate that with very wealthy people, right? Like, you know, people doing these large matching campaigns, celebrities, et cetera. And, and we did see some large matching campaigns on our platform, but a lot of them were just small and personal, you know, memorials for people who had passed away, support an organization that they cared about when they were alive, um, people funding a scholarship in a teacher's name, uh, fundraisers for schools, right? There's so many reasons, actually, it turns out that a little bit of money gets raised, et cetera. And I think that those tools have been somewhat in the hands of, of charitable organizations. I think the wealthy have teams of people who do this for them. But what we're excited about, Daphne, I think for giving in general, is just opening up those tools to everyone, right? Those 60 million households who give to charity every year in the US, we think that they need more support. Um, I, you know, and th- that's why we built this organization. It's not really about dollars. Too many of these things of giving are about dollars. We see our mission is really about people. How do we get more and more of the people who care about giving connected to the organizations who need that support, who need to find those people? And, you know, my history, of course, you know, I ran product at LinkedIn for years through the IPO. Um, I feel like I've seen this movie before. Like we realized back then that there needed to be a space online for people who cared about their career, um, building skills and et cetera. And we needed to put those tools in the hands of everyone. Um, I feel the same way about Daffy. I feel the same way that there's um, millions of people who care about giving, care about cause and organizations. They need a place online where they can actually do that. And the great thing is now we can actually do that with money, right? It's not just a, a place to talk about things. I, I think what people love about Daffy is that they can actually do something.
0: Yeah. I I, I started my very first business in college was the uh, first national student film festival, and it was a 501c nonprofit organization. And if it had not been for matching funds and You know, lots of people giving twenty five dollars or fifty dollars or whatever it might be, small amounts of money. You know, I would not have been able to run that organization for five years and support, uh, you know, future young filmmakers and and all of their dreams. And so I know personally just how important giving is to not only the human but also to the organization that's that's really trying to make a difference out there. That you know, it's hard to get attention. It's hard to um, you know, tug on people's, uh, people's dollars. So it's, it's really great to have a platform to assist with all of that and connection and, you know, helping all of these charities. And I just want to end here. I mean, this is a show, right? We're called everyone's talking money. So I would love to end with, you know, one thing that you want everyone to be talking about after this episode in terms of giving, like, what do you want to want them to walk away and like share with their friends?
1: Listen, if there's one thing I want people when they're talking about money, et cetera, is is to actually include giving. I mean, this is a basic thing. It can be as simple as just asking the question, just like you do at tax time. How much did you give to charity last year? Do you give money to your church or synagogue, your kid's school? Maybe it's your alma mater, maybe it's an organization. What is that number? There's no right answer, but whatever you do, turn that into a goal. Use an app or something like Daffy, Put that number in and, and and fund it, right? You will find that it will make you not only more generous, but it'll make the entire giving process more positive because you won't have the anxiety about reaching into your pocket and do you have the money right now to give? It lets you focus on the giving, not the budgeting. But if I can stretch and ask people to do a second thing, I would say I would honestly say that very excited to see the results um, and the delight from people doing these campaigns. And so if you are the type of generous person who gives to an organization, et cetera, think this year, like one of the smaller that you talked about, right? These small 501c3s and organizations, they don't need millions of dollars in many cases. In some cases it's hundreds or even thousands of dollars that makes the difference. Instead of just doing a donation, think about running a campaign. Right, you know, this is not like the old days. You're not going to be on a phone bank calling people in a tree and <laughs> trying to catch them at dinner time, etc. Right, you know, like you set up a camp, you fund the account, you set up the campaign, the matching. It's not hard to share links with people. It's not hard to actually talk personally about why an organization matters to you. We ask everyone at Daffy to leave a public comment about why they give to this organization. It's inspiring. So, most important thing: set a giving goal. Make it one of the things, financial goals you have for the year. It's easy to set. And if you are the type who gives, yeah, think about running a campaign this year. Um, The organizations will appreciate it. And it's a way for you to do a little bit more to support them than just writing a check.
0: I think it's so easy to get stuck in the loop of thinking that a small amount of money won't actually make a difference, whether we're talking about giving or investing or putting towards your debt or goals, whatever it might be. But I want you to really fight that false belief. A small amount of money can make a real difference, and if we're talking about giving specifically, can also just give you a nice, feel-good dopamine hit, very similar to the one you get when you spend money, only in this case, you're helping someone else. If you want to learn more about Daffy, you can head to their website, daffy.org, or the link right in the show notes. I think what they've built is it's pretty interesting and certainly a modern way to close this generosity gap one person at a time. You can also head to the show notes for all the links to our episode sponsors who make this show possible so that we can be here every single week and bring you all of these free episodes. Also, I really encourage you share this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review for the show. All of this helps our show to continue for for many years to come. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you in a few days for a brand new episode.